Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Gunshots one time. Damn, what's going on, late birds? And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite. For the Too Much Game podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room once again. I'm honestly surprised to see motherfuckers in the live. It's late in a bitch. And y'all up. Shout out to y'all. Um, you know, shout out to the homie, Julian Walker, for the self-love t-shirt and shit. Um, you know, first and foremost... Rest in peace to the legendary DMX. Let me just get a moment of silence for him real quick. Man, that that shit is some bullshit. You know, we we started last week's episode with prayers for DMX. You know, we was hoping that he would pull through. You know, but Unfortunately, man, you know, big bro didn't make it. You know, you 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 just hate to hear news like that, man. You know, DMX was a fucking legend. If you're watching this shit on YouTube or Instagram live, I got them going on in the screen behind me and shit. You know, like you just hate to hear shit like that. And um, if y'all wondering why I'm doing this shit so fucking late, not even late in the night, but like late in the week. Because, um. On Sunday, I had a plan on doing an episode with my homeboy, Rick Rock. You know, shout out to Compton, Rick Rock. Y'all be on the lookout for the um for the Positive Vibes podcast coming soon. You know, we were supposed to do like a little feature and shit, a little joint venture. You know, I did the episode on Sunday, but uh, I wasn't able to get the audio and the video. You know, so I'm just doing this one as like a... um. You know, like a makeup episode for the week, because I'm not even sure when that episode going to come out. So, you know, I'm going I'm to go ahead and hold on to this one, you know, just to tie motherfuckers over. You know, I'm still going to record on Sunday, so it's going to be kind of like a little quick hit, like 97 and 97.5 type shit. You know, because I, I don't like to leave motherfuckers a whole week without no content from me. So, you know, that's the reason I'm doing this shit. You know, Wednesday night, basically Thursday morning, you know, instead of the Sunday that I was supposed to record it. This motherfucker should have been out, but it is what it is, man. You know, I'm here. But yeah, man, you know, just, you know, it, it was just fucked up news hearing about DMX, dog. You know, like I said in the other show, um, you know, he just wanted them figures that a lot of us didn't even realize how much we fucked with him. You know, until a moment like this, which, you know, it's just a fucked up way to find out how hard you fuck with a person, really. I'm like, damn, dude, like, you know, they was 
you know, you'll hear it on radio, different podcasts, you know, uh, just streaming platforms. They'll they'll have his playlist up at the front. You know, and it's like, damn, the, the more DMX songs I hear, the more I realize, like, damn, I know all the words to a lot of this shit. Like, I was like a bigger fan of DMX than even I thought. You know, and it's like, you hear motherfuckers say he's the closest thing we got to Tupac, which I tend to agree with that. You know, so it sucks just to lose a figure like that, you know, at 50 years old. But, you know, the one thing that, you know, put my mind at ease about the whole shit is he did an interview with the Drink Champs with uh, Nori and them. And um, something that he said in the interview was, if I drop dead right now, my last thought would be I had a good life. You know, so the cool thing is just the fact that, you know, he had peace of mind before he went out. You know, so that's one of the good things. And I know, like, just, you know, it ain't like I know his ass personally or nothing. But DMX just seemed like the type of motherfucker that wouldn't want nobody laid up crying over him. You know, so motherfucker just going to be strong in the name of DMX. You know, X is up and all that good old shit. But, um, you know, speaking of death, motherfucking police on they bullshit again, dog. You know, the, um, this punk ass bitch officer, uh, Kim Potter, you know, killed Dante Wright. You know, that, that shit was just some bullshit to hear, dog. Like I was just talking about that shit with a couple of my coworkers as I was getting off work tonight. You know, and um, he was asking me, like, you know, how do you how do you feel about that shit? You know, like, do you feel like it was an accident? Do you feel like it was done on purpose? You know, so like I was telling the motherfucker, like, whether it was accidental or on purpose, the bitch need to be reprimanded. Like, she need to do some fucking time. She for sure don't need to get no fucking pension. You know, because for you to be as idiotic as she was in that fucking scenario is inexcusable, dog. You know, like this bitch been an officer for 26 years. She was literally training somebody at the time that this fucking incident happened. You know, and like he was like, you know, uh, you know, when you watch the video, you could tell it was an accident because she was saying taser, taser, taser. And, um, you know, after she shot the motherfucker, it was on some like, oops, oh, my God, oh, my God. But it's like, dog, you've been an officer for 26 fucking years. You are training a person. So the fact that they put you in a position to be a fucking trainer, a educator means that you supposedly have the competence to know the difference between a motherfucking pistol and a taser. Like that shit is fucking inexcusable, my nigga. You know, and it's like these motherfucking snow bunnies constantly use incompetence to try to get away with that shit. You know, just like the bitch that killed both them, John. Oh, I was the wrong apartment. I thought that was my fucking apartment. You know, these motherfuckers shoot a person. Oh, I thought his wallet was a gun. I thought his sandwich was a gun. He was reaching for something. I thought he was doing this shit. Like, these motherfuckers make these incompetent ass mistakes. And that's how they get away with murder. Like, that shit is some bullshit. You know, like, just the whole thing of the fact that you was literally training somebody. And she was allowed to resign. Like shit like that is like, okay, you resign. She better not get a pension for this shit. Like, because that's that shit I don't like. Like I be telling motherfuckers all the time, like, 
us in regular fucking positions, like us as regular employees of jobs, like me, I'm a truck driver. I can't have a moment of incompetence. I can't have a, a lapse in judgment or some bullshit like that and kill a person and still get off with pay, still be able to resign and retain my pension and things of that nature like these motherfuckers get after they smoke a person. And it's like, you know, it, it just keeps going on and on. And that's not that's not even like the only incident of police brutality that I'm seeing. It's like this shit comes in waves. And, you know, this is something that Tariq Nasheed talk about in the month of April. Like these white motherfuckers, you know, the white supremacists and the racist white people, they be fucking turning up in April for some reason. Like April is when um, I think the Oklahoma City bombing happened. Uh, the Columbine shooting, um, I think that that Boston bombing, you know, like April is just one of them months. You got to be careful around these motherfuckers, man, because they be on they bullshit, you know. So like niggas in general, dog, you know, and I, I had this conversation with one of my coworkers, like as much as I hate the police, everybody who know me know, man, I, I hate the police from the bottom of my heart with a passion. But at the same time, like when you in a situation where these motherfuckers got their guns drawn on you, where these motherfuckers got the drop on you when you pulled over and shit, comply, my nigga. Keep calm and complying. Like, it's it's too late to run now. You know, like you, you giving them an excuse to shoot you. No, I'm not justifying them shooting you if you run, nigga. They shouldn't be allowed to shoot you in the back, shoot you in the back of the head. They shouldn't even be trying to shoot you in your fucking leg. Because at the end of the day, a lot of times you running away, like let's just paint a fucking picture. If somebody breaks in your house, you can legally shoot them. But if they turn around to run away and you shoot them in the back, you'll be prosecuted. This is one of the reasons that I fucking trip off of these incidents with these police officers. These police officers will shoot you in your fucking back. Like there was an incident in L.A. maybe, what, a month ago? When homeboy hit they ass with the 007 jukey juke. That nigga was on some like, um, that nigga was on some Pink Panther shit. Shout out to that nigga. I think that nigga was from Compton too. But um, the police got the drop on this nigga. This nigga... Dipped out on their ass, ran in the store, changed clothes, and got away. But the thing was, as this nigga was driving off, the police start shooting at this motherfucker. Luckily, they didn't hit him. And the crazy shit about them shooting at this motherfucker, like, they was, like, shooting on a street with people outside. Like, that's how reckless these motherfuckers are. You know, like I keep on saying, like, until there's some accountability, these motherfuckers gonna keep on acting like this. Until they start getting prosecuted like the fucking criminals that they are, they going to keep on doing this shit. You know, until we as people do something about this shit, other than marching and burning up shit that's insured, like this shit going to keep on happening, my nigga. You know, and it's, it sucks. Like, I, I hate starting shows like this. I hate doing shows like this. I hate even talking about shit like this. Because it's a fucking broken record. Like nothing nothing is going to be different, my nigga. Like when, when the shit happens, we all say the same shit. We all post the same shit. 
Black Lives Matter come out and take donations for the same shit. And they probably go buy the same shit with the donation money that they stealing from black pain. Because you know Black Lives Matter going to pull up. They always pull up when the police kill a nigga. And that's some bullshit in itself because it's like these motherfuckers really ain't for black people at all. They really for they self. They, they pimping our pain. When something happened at the hands of the police, them motherfuckers come running. But what the fuck are they doing to prevent shit like this? Like literally, like what plan do they have? What actions do they put forth other than holding up signs and goddamn tweeting? The Black Lives Matter organization don't really do shit that us as people can't do our goddamn self. You know, so I just hate to see them motherfuckers around. You know, because them motherfuckers is using a slogan that makes sense. Black Lives Matter, everybody, we we know that. But the organization is on bullshit, my nigga. You know, so I just hate to see shit like this. You know, justice for Dante Wright and... The countless other motherfuckers that we gonna be saying justice for. You know. And I'ma move on from that shit, dog. Like, I I ain't even in the mood for that bullshit. Like, a nigga was having an alright week. And shit like that just bogs it down. You know, luckily we, we did have some, some lighthearted news. Well, let me let me get to some shit that was some bullshit that I I wasn't really a fan of that I saw. Kid Cudi on um, Saturday Night Live wore a, a dress made by Virgil Abloh, um, the, the off-white clothing brand motherfucker. You know, so of course it said like floral dress on that motherfucking quotation marks. Some stupid shit that that off-white shit be on. But uh, Kid Cudi, he... You know, he he did his performance on SNL with a fucking a floral print dress on, which what he said was he was um it was basically like a tribute to the late Kurt Cobain from um the band Nirvana. You know, I get tributes and shit like that, but I just don't like seeing niggas in dresses, dog. Like that shit is like overdone. I I understand probably what his thinking could have possibly been, which is, you know, I'm I'm making a statement to show, you know, pay my respects for this motherfucker by doing something that he did, which was putting a dress on. But at the same time, dog, like that shit was like a fucking meltdown. Like it's just certain shit you can do to honor a motherfucker that don't involve some bullshit. You know, like. There's a stigma attached to niggas in dresses. And it's like certain motherfuckers, it's like the shit motherfuckers do for attention, dog. Like certain shit is just like, man, that shit be running me low. You know, so like I said, I'm getting all the bullshit out the way early. You know, the show gonna pick up. Trust me, don't even trip. But I'm just getting the stupid shit out the way because I felt like I had to say something about that shit. Because motherfuckers be asking me about everything. Like, now that I've become a podcaster, and it's funny because sometimes when niggas be asking my opinion, I literally be wanting to tell their ass. I ain't telling you shit, nigga. Tune in to my next episode if you want to hear my opinion on that shit. (laughs) 
like I'm at a point in my life I don't even want to fucking talk shit for free I don't even want to offer my opinion for free But yeah like I, I just don't like the way Kid Cudi did that shit You know especially to find out on the back end That this motherfucker's releasing a, a line With Virgil Abloh Where that dress he wore on stage is for sale You know so it's like You trying to capitalize off your fucking tribute Which you know, get your money, my nigga. Like, if, if if you gonna sell something, sell that shit. But don't try to use another motherfucker's death to sell your shit. Because that's literally how I feel about Black Lives Matter. Like, they using black people's death to make money. And to me, that's some sucker shit, my nigga. So, you know, as much as I'm not a fucking fan of Kid Cudi. But I'm not, like, against that nigga neither. But that's some sucker shit, dog. Like. I'm not a fan. One thing that I kind of, I wasn't a fan of the action, but I'm a fan of society's reaction. These Usher bucks. Shout out to Usher, my nigga. What the fuck was he thinking? Like, you know, Usher this week at some point. Went to a strip club in Las Vegas and decided to throw money to the bitches with dollars with his fucking face on them like disney dollars like this nigga was like prince joffy jofer in goddamn coming to america the good coming to america this motherfucker was throwing money with his face on it you know and there's a thousand different ways to look at this shit my nigga because like one of the strippers was saying like nigga this is the reason we don't dance on celebrities because you know the You would think as an entertainer, you know, maybe an exotic entertainer that dealing with a motherfucker who's a celebrity, somebody who you would obviously, you know, think has millions of dollars, you know, hella disposable income, especially depending on the type of music that they make. Because a lot of celebrities, they sing about throwing money at bitches in strip clubs, making it rain and things of that nature. You would think that he'd be a supreme super trick. So I'm sure they probably was shaking their ass like they ain't never shook their ass before. Twerking and clapping and getting on handstands and doing whatever the hell strippers do these days. You know, to earn that money. And this motherfucker was throwing them some... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner some some goofy counterfeit currency that's some that's fucked up usher i don't like that shit you know because at the end of the day dog you're stealing you're stealing this entertainment 
they work very hard for those dollars. And for you to throw them some bullshit fake money, shame on you, my nigga. That's that's not fly. That's not culture kosher, my nigga. That's not something to be to to be emulated, my nigga. Because I see a lot of motherfuckers giving Usher props for that bullshit he did. My nigga, I don't like that shit, dog. You know, like I, I get it. If you want to be cheap, be cheap. If you just want to sit in the back of the strip club and not throw no money, do that, my nigga. But don't throw no counterfeit money, my nigga. You'd have been literally better off throwing food stamps at them bitches. Nigga, you'd have been better off throwing Canadian money or yen or euros or rubles or any other fucking form of currency. Nigga, you should have threw an EBT card in the air. Or like cash app receipts or IOUs written on napkins or some shit. Don't throw no motherfucking money that they can't exchange for a goddamn thing. That's some bullshit, dog. You know, but all jokes aside, basically from what I heard, um, Usher has a residency in Vegas. So I, I think on some real shit, he's probably using this viral moment to promote his residency in um in Vegas. I think that's what this shit really is. Like I think that he knew this shit was going to go viral, so he just did some bullshit real quick to get his name in the news so everybody would come see his fucking residency. But if I go to see Usher's fucking residency, I'm paying in Monopoly money. Fuck that shit, nigga. You you get what you give, my nigga. I'm returning the same motherfucking energy. Anything I do to support Usher, I'm doing with Dolly dollars. Nigga, I'm going to go to Kinko's and I'm going to get some fucking money printed with my face on that shit. And I'm going to buy tickets to Usher's show with dollars that got my face on them motherfuckers. Because, come on, my nigga. It ain't, it ain't nothing fly about that, dog. I ain't like that shit. You know, something else that was kind of funny that I that I I kind of was tripping off when it happened, you know, and, and this is another one like you kind of wonder, you know, when it comes to celebrities, people in the light, you know, motherfuckers who are, you know, on the, you know, in the spotlight, basically my nigga Paul Pierce from Inglewood, California. Shout out to Paul Pierce. He got fired from ESPN for going on Instagram live with some strippers and shit, you know, and it ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, like when you a regular citizen like us, you know, my listeners and myself, I'm a regular ass nigga. So I could go live on Instagram and do whatever the fuck I please. You know, a lot of times like the shit that I say on this motherfucking show, like, you know, I probably wouldn't want my job to hear a lot of what I say and, and shit like that. You know, which is part of the reason that I never tell y'all where the fuck I work at on this show. But, um, you know, Paul Pierce, he doesn't have the luxury. I've talked about this shit. I forgot which episode where I talked about fame. But, you know, when you're famous, you don't have the luxury of being able to make the mistakes that us regular citizens get to make. Like we can go on Instagram live and smoke weed with strippers because don't nobody know who the fuck we are and don't nobody care. Paul Pierce, you're representing a corporation. 
a corporation that's owned by the Disney Corporation who really don't play that shit with blunts and strippers, my nigga. Like, you really fuck that off. But I think financially he's okay. So, you know, he made a video on some, oh, man, I ain't really tripping type shit, which I think he was. But us as men, we never act like we tripping, even if we are tripping. Even if that nigga's real butthurt about losing that job, he playing that shit real extra GQ smooth about that shit. So, you know, shout out to Paul Pierce, but that's just a fucked up thing. Especially the fact that this motherfucker got fired for an Instagram live that only had like 260 viewers. Like, that's a trip for, for this nigga to be famous. 260 viewers? God, that's fucking pathetic. Especially the fact that you got fired over that shit. That's a goddamn shame, my nigga. Like, damn, Paul, you fucking up. But, you know, like I said, like, this nigga made a lot of money in the NBA, so I'm sure financially he's straight, but that's just a fucked up way to lose a job, dog. You know, and like I said in, you know, episodes prior about fame, you know, you you think you want to be famous, until you see some shit like this. Like this nigga lost his job over some shit that many of us have done plenty of times. Like I know a million niggas who done went to a bachelor party and filmed the strippers or filmed themselves getting a lap dance or filmed themselves smoking some weed. Motherfucker, you don't lose your job for no shit like that. You know, like uh, I seen some people saying that it was unfair for him to lose his job, which honestly I didn't feel like it was unfair. I feel like they was right in their, um, you know, like they wasn't wrong for firing them, you know, because at the end of the day, you represent ESPN and the Disney Corporation and you can't be conducting yourself like that, you know, while on the hand of just regular degular niggery. We don't care because, you know, we, we not shaken by a, a nigga smoking a blunt watching some strippers clap their ass you know shout out to usher he did it but he threw fake money hopefully paul pierce threw real money and not like celtic dollars or some stupid shit but like you think that's not something that you'll lose your job for but when you work for a corporation like that yeah nigga that's some shit you'll lose your fucking job for because you represent something bigger than just yourself so you know that is what that is and um you know, as far as like the bulk of this shit, like what I'm really going, you know, dedicate the the longer end of this bitch. My nigga, the godfather, my uncle, Kevin Samuels. You know, um, Kevin Samuels made a video, I think like sometime last week. Yeah, I think it was last week because I was going to talk about this shit on Sunday, you know, and basically the gist of the video was saying um, high value men don't cheat. They exercise options, which, of course, got the Internet going nuts. You know, all the, the podcast community is in a frenzy. You know, the females is like, you know, just because you a high value man that don't give you an excuse to cheat. That don't give you a pass to cheat. You know, you can call it what you want to. It's still cheating. You know, because in my eyes, you know, what I thought that he was really saying as far as that was like, you know, maybe if you fuck up, you not cheating. But if you fuck down, it's cheating. I'm not sure. 
you know, but he said they don't cheat. They exercise options. You know, that that just sounded like, you know, fucking bad or bitches to me. But I could be incorrect. It just was one of those open ended statements that to me personally was just funny. Like sometimes I get a kick out of like shit that don't shake me, but it shake everybody else. Because like with me, a lot of times, you know, shit that other people say, it don't really trip me out like that. But a lot of our our female counterparts in the the podcast community was kind of tripping about that shit. Like they was not a fan of that fucking video. Me, I find Kevin Samuels very entertaining. He say some real shit every now and then. He say some wild shit every now and then. But the thing that keeps him relevant is the fact that he sounds like he believes what he's talking about. And a lot of the shit that he's talking about is some real shit. You know, you can love it. You can hate that shit. But that motherfucker be making some points, dog. You know, and that's the thing with anything. Like, you know, there's racist white motherfuckers that make some good points. Like, you know, he's he's one of those very polarizing figures. And, you know, I've talked about him with, you know, different people in different circumstances, you know, and we've talked about him in different ways. Like, you know, one of my homeboys, Eric Devante, he was saying like, you know, Kevin Samuels, this is his 15 minutes of fame. And I'm like, no, nah, I think this nigga going to be around for a minute. Like, I, I think that his his spot is cemented because of the fact that he's a very polarizing character. You know, like I I think I talked about this shit. Um, I was talking about Donald Trump, you know, and just the, the charisma that he has and the reason that he's able to sway so many people is because of his charisma, like his ability to make you feel something. You know, that's a valuable talent when it comes to being a celebrity, when it comes to being in the light, when it comes to influencing people. Your ability to make a motherfucker like you or hate you is valuable. And Kevin Samuels possesses that. He has the ability to make a fucking video and have all of us podcasters talking about that shit. So, you know, he he doing something right, my nigga. Whether you agree or disagree, he doing something right. You know, but like one of the things that me and the homegirl Coffee with Kendra uh, discussed, shout out to Coffee with Kendra. Nigga got a couple episodes dropping with her at some point. I don't know when, but they'll be dropping. Um, You know, but like I was telling her, like a lot of what Kevin Samuels platform is, what it was built on, you know, and what it continues to thrive on is um, he's quote unquote. And I think this is something more of what other people call him than what he calls himself. But they call him a relationship guru. A lot of people hit up Kevin Samuels for relationship advice, you know, ask him what they got to do to get a man and, you know, tell them what type of man they want. And, you know, he basically lets them know that they don't have what it takes to get the motherfucker that they want. A lot of times it's entertaining. A lot of times he's very blunt. A lot of times he's what we would consider to be brutally honest, you know, but the thing is like, it's, it's real shit. You know, and one of the things that he always talks about, you know, a lot of the women who call him and ask him for advice, 
they asking for him for advice on how to get a high value man, you know, which in the terms of what he talks about. And a lot of times what they talk about, a high value man is a six figure earner, you know, probably relatively handsome, you know, uh, I'm not going to say of young age, but, you know, of age of his dick still working. You know, I think that's kind of the, the, the type of shit that they say is a high value man. But the thing is, like I was telling her, like a lot of motherfuckers say they want some shit. And I don't think they really want that. You know, this this next little segment for some people, I'm planting the seed. Others, I'm watering the seed. You know, go back and check out episode 10, Wants Versus Wishes. One of my favorite episodes, Air Horns in this bitch. But, you know, like the thing about wanting some shit. You know, and I tweeted this a couple weeks ago, like a lot of people, if they could really test drive their dreams, a lot of the shit that they say they want, they wouldn't say they want that shit no more. Like a lot of the shit that you think you want, you don't really want that shit. You know, and I've I've talked about this as far as like the difference between men and women and the things that we ask for and the things that we want. Like a lot of women are really like asking a lot of men. They're asking for men that have a lot of different things. And the thing about shit like that is a lot of the shit that you asking for comes at a price that you might not want to pay. You know, because like I was talking about with coffee with Kendra, you know, like a lot of times when you're going for, say, a high value man, a six figure earning man like me personally, I'm a six figure earning man. I'm not no fucking prize like women think that a fucking nigga with six figures is like when you deal with a six figure man, like a lot of us dog, like we busy as a motherfucker. The average six figure man is a a, a very busy man. That man works a lot. You know, a, a, a lot of times when you going for a high value motherfucker, high value a lot of times equates to some high price shit. You know, like I was telling her, like there was an example that I made, you know, a, a fucking um, analogy. A lot of people say that they want a Mercedes Benz, but everybody don't want a Mercedes Benz like they think they want a Mercedes Benz. Like, yeah, you see a Mercedes, nice car, beautiful interior, well made, very dependable, luxurious you know, you got that curb appeal when you pull up and all that good old shit. Like, I got a Benz. I love my fucking car. I love Mercedes Benz. But Mercedes ain't for fucking everybody. And this is something that I used to tell my homeboys when they would see me in mine. Like, oh, you got a Benz, nigga. I want a Benz. Like, no, you don't, my nigga. Like, a, a, a Benz is like a high-value man, just like a fucking beautiful woman. Like, you know, niggas think they want a gorgeous sexy beautiful ass wife you might not really want that you know like i was telling her about a benz like it's cool to have a benz let's just paint a picture right i was like let me let's just say i gave you a benz i paid it off and everything i i I cashed out i went got you a s550 off the lot i paid one hundred twenty thousand cash it's yours here go the pink slip and everything you happy that you got the car now it's time to go get an oil change. You go to the lot to get an oil change. That shit like $500, $350 on the low end for an oil change. 
You want to go get your shit serviced? All right, cool. That's going to be like another $500. The maintenance on that motherfucker is a bitch. Nigga, let something go out. Let the water pump go out. You know, let let the radiator go out on that motherfucker. That shit going to cost you upwards of $1,000. Like, my, sus- my front suspension went out. It got air suspension. My front air suspension went out. Nigga, that shit hit me for like 1500 and that's because I, I found me a cool little shade tree Mercedes mechanic. But the lot was going to charge me 3500 just for some shocks, my nigga. Like, you think you want a Benz until you see the cost of owning a Benz. This is how I feel about women who say that they want these six-figure men, these high-value men. Like, okay, you want a high-value man. All right, now, this nigga working 80, 90 hours a week. And he ain't got no time to be talking to your ass and kissing your ass all motherfucking day. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You you sure you want to deal with that? You got this high value man. He go to work. Like I said, he gone all the motherfucking time. You know, there's other beautiful women trying to get at him at all times. Everywhere y'all go, bitches looking. Bitches trying to shoot they shot at him. You over here, this nigga only nine or ten feet away from you and it's a bitch shooting her shot at your nigga. Whether she know you there or not, because women, you know, they gangsters as fuck nowadays. I don't give a fuck about your girl. You can literally tell her my girl standing right there. She like, man, what that bitch got to do with me? You really want to deal with that shit? Like, is, is that really something that you that you want to deal with as a woman? You know, because like I was saying, there a lot of men, you know, I've had this conversation with my homeboys a lot. You know, like a lot of times us as men, we see a woman that's super bad and yeah we might want to sleep with her we might want to have sex with her but we don't want to wife her just because we know what comes with wifing these women that have a certain look about them you know like something that i, I was joking about with um bet the house podcast and my nigga dlp shout out to them niggas um you know a, a lot of average looking women Got a man and a lot of gorgeous women ain't got no fucking man, you know, and they feel like it's because niggas is intimidated and things of that nature. And sometimes that could be the case, like when you really strip it all the way down, because a lot of niggas don't like to deal with the competition of fucking with a woman that look like that. You know, a lot of niggas don't want to fuck with no Instagram model looking woman because we know her DM look crazy we know nigga we we go to the club or we go to the mall or we go to a function niggas gonna be getting at her crazy and don't no nigga want no woman he gonna have to fight about especially unnecessarily because when your woman bad bad oh it's gonna be some niggas getting at her and they ain't gonna be no regular niggas you know because this is what comes with having a high value mate whether that be a man or a woman, 
they going to have high value motherfuckers hollering at them. You know, like I was telling the homie that shit one day, like nigga, sometimes you as a nigga, you don't qualify for the motherfucker that you fucking with. You know, and this is something that Kevin Samuels talks about a lot. You know, when when these women are asking for these high value men, it's like you saying you want a high value man. But what do you have to offer? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, what what are you on the look scale? What are you on the financial scale? What's your attitude like? You know, because something that Kevin Samuel says about women as far as like what men look for in women is um, like fit, friendly, uh, cooperative and some other shit. You know, basically like a beautiful woman that's nice that know how to shut the fuck up. That's kind of what it sounds like, you know, in a nutshell. You know, and I get that because that's what a lot of high value men really want. Just a woman who, you know, she looks nice. Gets along well, you know, she don't nag a motherfucker too much. She just a cool ass woman, but she does have to, you know, have a level of physical beauty. That's what a lot of motherfuckers is into, you know. So like when a lot of these subpar looking women, you know, a lot of these women who are not traditionally, you know, beautiful in the standards of society. I'm just going to say that I'm not even going to call them ugly. But, you know, a lot of these women are talking about these men that they want. And Kevin Samuels whole thing is like, nigga, can you really get a motherfucker like that? Because, you know, a lot of these niggas ain't checking for women that look like you. A lot of these niggas ain't checking for women that get down like you. that got the same type of attitude that you got, you know, but on the other side of that coin, because I'm not saying that it's impossible for a woman like that to get a man like that but when a woman like that has a man like that the competition is stiff you know that's when you getting into a situation where the motherfuckers that's getting that your person is above your fucking range you know that's the reason a lot of motherfuckers be insecure a lot of times you know like i was telling one of my partners like you know, the, the reason a lot of these niggas be insecure with a girl is because they know they don't really deserve her ass. Like, them motherfuckers know they out of their league. You know, like, that's the reason that Meek Mill was acting like that about Nicki Minaj. You know, that's the reason a lot of these motherfuckers be going crazy and tripping over their motherfucking girl. Every time they girl go out, they blowing her motherfucking phone up and tripping and shit, accusing her of doing all type of shit. Every motherfucker look at her or say something to her. Every motherfucker she say something to, the motherfuckers, oh, who the fuck is that nigga? Who, what the fuck you talking to him for? What y'all was talking about? Looking all through her phone and shit. Because they know she got options. They know any of these niggas could easily take her from you. You know, and my thing, just personally, like how I get down is like, nigga, you can't take nothing that's mine. If you could take it, it ain't mine. So it is what it is, according to that. Like, you gonna fuck with me because you fuck with me. If you don't fuck with me, you just don't fuck with me, and it is what it is. Like, I'm I'm confident in myself. So it just is what it is, but that's just me. That's not even something that I'm telling motherfuckers to have this mindset 
because this ain't something that you could teach. This is some some shit that's internal, you know, because I've had conversations with motherfuckers about insecurity, you know, and I've talked about that shit on on, on my show before, you know, like I, I feel like every person has a level of insecurity somewhere. You might not be insecure in your looks. You might not be insecure in your girl. But some motherfuckers are financially insecure. Some motherfuckers are socially insecure. People are insecure in a lot of different ways. You know, we all have insecurities. But me, that's not one of my places of insecurity. Like, I'm just secure in myself. Like, don't get me wrong. I could be made jealous. You know, because jealousy and insecurity is two separate things. Like, you know, jealousy. I'm I'm a jealous person. You know, I get jealous. Like I'm I'm real jealous with time. I'm real jealous with you know, um like I don't even know the word for like allegiance maybe. Not really with friends, but like with my wife, I be I get jealous. And it don't be of other niggas, it be like of her friend and shit. You know, like I just don't like seeing a motherfucker fucking with another motherfucker harder than they fuck with me. Like that shit fucks with me whether or not that be the case if it just look like that i get jealous you know but insecurity is a different thing insecurity is internal you know insecurity is some shit that you look at a motherfucker and you just intimidated by their fucking presence you know like something about they situation fucks with you you know and a lot of times that comes from you feeling like that motherfucker can get you in some way, you know, and this ain't with everything. This ain't across the board, nigga. This is just, you know, something that I observe, you know, conversations that I have with people, you know, shit that I see, shit that I hear, you know, because like a lot of times, like when I talk to my homeboys about that shit, when you really strip it down, a lot of times that be what it is. I'm like, damn, nigga, why the fuck is you so on her? Like, why do you think that? Everybody trying to fuck with her and the nigga, you know, he know his girl bad. You know, this nigga work at fucking, I don't know, nigga, this motherfucker work at the gas station and the niggas that's getting at his girl got, you know, BMWs and Lexuses and, you know, they own they shit. And this is, he like, nigga, she might leave me for one of these niggas, you know, like that shit could fuck with you. You know, one of the things like I tell him, which again, like it's hard for me to implant this mindset in people. But like I told him, like, dog, if she fucking with you, she fucking with you because she like you, my nigga. Like she knows those niggas exist. You know, it ain't like she was unaware that there were niggas with more money than you that liked her. Nigga, she she's well aware of niggas that want to fuck with her. But she's fucking with you because she fucking with you. So chill the fuck out. Enjoy your time with her. Do your best. And you won't have to worry about that shit. You know, because like I be telling motherfuckers all the time, like, you know, one of the things that can make you the most secure in yourself is having all your fucking bases covered. You know, like I forgot which episode I did talking about that shit. You know, but it's like you always the most confident in anything that you do when you know that you left it all on the floor. If you going into a fucking basketball game, you at your highest level of confidence when you know 
you shot a thousand jump shots, you hit 750 of them motherfuckers, you know, your last 50 shots that you shot all went in, you like, oh, nigga, I've been practicing. I'm finna wear these niggas out. I, I got confidence. You're not confident. You're insecure when you know you slipping. When you know that you should have been taking your girl out. You know you should have been complimenting your girl. You know you should have been eating pussy, fucking your girl. You knew you should have been doing some shit that you wasn't really doing like you were supposed to do. That's when you insecure, when you know it's something that you fucking up on. You know, so it's like I be telling motherfuckers, like, nigga, when you want certain shit, you got to look at what it takes to keep that shit. What it takes to deal with having that shit, you know, because in the episode wants versus wishes, a lot of what I, you know, was emphasizing as far as like the things that people say that they want was what it takes to get those things. You know, like motherfuckers say they want to be a millionaire. But when they say shit like that, I always ask them, okay, so if you say you want to be a millionaire, what are you doing to acquire a million dollars because if you're not doing nothing to get what you say you want you don't really want it you just saying you want it you just wishing for that shit but you don't really want it you know and this is something as far as like with this episode what my emphasis is is people saying they want something but they don't know what they got to deal with when they get that thing that they want you know, like I talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago with people saying that they want to be famous, people saying that they want the light. But it's like you say that you want the light. But do you really? Because when you in the light, now you end up and not even end up, but you are in a position to end up like Paul Pierce did, where everything that you do is scrutinized. Moves that you made as a regular person, you can't make no more because now everybody's watching you. So now if you just want to smoke a blunt or you just want to, you know, crack some funny jokes with your friends or say some real insensitive shit on Twitter. Now everything is scrutinized. The same shit that you tweet as a regular nigga that work at Walmart. Got a million motherfuckers screenshotting and dissecting what the fuck you meant when you said what you said on Twitter. Like, you could tweet some shit like, I can't stand these punk ass bitches. And you might be talking about your coworkers. Like, you got, you know, three bitches at your job who annoying the fuck out you. The motherfuckers kicking your mop over, got water all over the flow, talking shit about you, uh, you know, I don't know. Eating your eating your fucking lunch before lunchtime, so you you go in the fucking lunchroom and you think you got spaghetti and they didn't ate that shit already. But now, as a celebrity, you tweet, "I hate these punk ass bitches." Now you got a feminist group on your ass, you know, talking about, "Oh, so you hate women?" You know, you got another group of motherfuckers. Oh, this nigga gay. You know, you got another group of motherfuckers. You didn't did an appearance somewhere and there was four women there. Now they think you talking about them. Like everything is magnified when you in the light. So do you really want the light? You know, there's a lot of shit that comes with that. You know, like a lot of motherfuckers say that they want 
to be a king. But like they say, heavy is the head that wears the crown, dog. You know, some of y'all neck ain't strong enough for that shit. You know, and and another thing about being a fucking king, my nigga, kings always get their head cut off. Like, do you really want that shit? You know, like I said, you know, when it comes to having a high value mate, do you really want what comes with that? You know, like Kevin Samuels was saying about high value men exercising options. Do you really want that? Do you really want to fuck with a motherfucker that got options like that? You know, men as well, because women got just as many options as we got, if not more. You know, and and that's the real, real shit of it. You know, as many options as us niggas think we have as us high value men think we have, nigga, women got way more options than we got. And like I said, the reason that a lot of these average women got a nigga and these very beautiful women don't is because niggas understand that niggas don't want to fuck with the women that got all the options we'd rather fuck with the woman that got kind of limited options a lot of niggas would rather fuck with the woman that got just a few options a lot of niggas would rather fuck with a woman that got mm, most of her options are probably in the same playing field as i am so i feel like i could beat those niggas You know, that's kind of like how a lot of niggas date. You know, so a lot of motherfuckers understand these dynamics and others don't. You know, a lot of women be shooting for the fucking fences. They be they be shooting for the stars. They be wanting the the home run, nigga. Woman work at motherfucking uh, Red Lobster as a waitress. And she trying to fuck with Idris Elba, Michael B. Jordan and Trey Songz and shit like Y'all motherfuckers be shooting for some crazy shit. And then when that nigga exercises those options, you be fucked up. You know, like with men, I tell them motherfuckers like, nigga, we be even more fucked up when a woman exercise her goddamn options. But it's just one of them things. You know, like it's, it's scary out here for motherfuckers that say they want shit. Because a lot of the shit that you say you want, my nigga, it comes at a price. You know, and that's the thing, like in wants versus wishes, you know, I was talking about the upfront costs in this episode. I'm talking about the maintenance costs, you know, because even with that, you know, because let me not be fire and brimstone about dealing with high value people. Like, let me just, you know, kick it back to the, the actionable shit. You know, like the shit as far as like when you're dealing with a high value person. But this also goes into the price, the cost of maintenance. You know, like I said, with the bins, with the three hundred dollar motherfucking oil changes and shit that I be having to go get. Like when you dealing with a high value woman, nigga, you got to be on your P's and Q's, my nigga. Because like I said, there's high value men shooting at her, my nigga. So what is it that you're doing that they can't do? That they won't do. What is it that you're doing that's keeping her in front of you? You know, and that's something that you got to be confident in in yourself. 
you know, like the the advice that I was giving my homeboy about his girl. Nigga, she fucks with you because you're you. She fucks with you because of how you treat her. She fucks with you because of how you make her feel, my nigga. As long as you don't leave the fucking door open for those niggas to replace the feeling that you give her, you good, my nigga. You know, that's the thing when it comes to dealing with high value people. You have to be confident in yourself and your ability to, you know, keep the attention of these motherfuckers. You know, because a lot of the times if a motherfucker fucking with you, they fucking with you because they fuck with you. You know, and I know that shit sounded simple, but run that shit back and really listen to it and really marinate on that shit. You know, a lot of motherfuckers are fucking with you because they fuck with you. Meaning the reason that this motherfucker is in front of you is because they like you. It's something about you that they really fuck with they really enjoy your presence they with you because they want to be with you don't let your insecurity fuck that up don't let some stupid shit fuck that up like a lot of these motherfuckers out here can get with anybody you know and this is all across the fucking board this is in all relationships this is in all situations with anything you want anything you got you know, like when, when you dealing with a person, when a man dealing with a woman, when a woman dealing with a man, like your man can go fuck a thousand other girls. Nigga, your girl could fuck a thousand other men. That motherfucker with you because they want you. You know, so be confident in that. You know, be. um, You know, you got to fucking move in that, you know, meaning you got to be able to maintain that shit. Like, whatever your ass was doing to get that motherfucker to like you, keep doing that shit. Do more of that shit. Do as much of that shit as possible. Because that's the fucking price of maintenance, my nigga. You know, it's like you can't get no car and stop changing the oil. You can't get no car and let the tires go bald. You can't get no car and try to dry that bitch without putting gas in it. You know, like, any anything that you have, you have to maintain. But... Anything that you have of high value, it takes more to attain it and maintain it. You know, when you got a high value, motherfucker, you don't have to do a little bit extra. You know, like I, I was trying to do an episode a while ago with, with a few high value women, you know, to basically break down that dynamic. When you dealing with high value women, nigga, they, they not going to fucking Denny's. On the first date, they not going to fucking Wendy's or Wiener Schnitzel or some shit like that, nigga. They trying to go to fucking Nobu, nigga. They want to go to Fleming Steakhouse, uh, you know, uh, Maestro's or Crustaceans or some shit. You know, they want to do some fly shit because they can do fly shit with anybody. So whatever the fuck they do with your ass, they want it to be fly. Are you willing to deal with that as a person? Are you willing to do what it takes to get a high value motherfucker are you willing to do what it takes to keep a high value motherfucker you know because it, it it comes at a higher price a lot of motherfuckers ain't willing to deal with that shit a lot of motherfuckers you know they they look at that you know because i i got a couple motherfuckers who look at a bins and be like yeah it look nice over there but i don't want that shit because some motherfuckers understand this they understand that it's a lot that goes into that shit like, that's how I feel about fame. 
you know, like I do want my podcast to do well. I want to have a lot of listeners. I want to have a lot of what people call fans, but I just call them motherfuckers listeners. I don't want no fans. You know, I look at fans as motherfuckers who know me and I don't know them and I don't like that shit. You know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, like as far as my listeners, nigga, I'm an accessible motherfucker. You know, I'm not the type of nigga whose phone you can call as any of y'all niggas could ask my friends. I don't answer my goddamn phone. But if y'all comment on one of my posts, nigga, I reply back. If y'all hit my DM, as long as you ain't on no bullshit, I reply back. You know, because I don't look at my supporters as fans. They just my supporters and I fuck with them. I don't want fans. I don't want fame because I know what comes with that. I don't want to go out like Paul Pierce. I don't want to go out like none of these famous motherfuckers. Because if you look at a lot of famous motherfuckers, just like what I talked about earlier with Kid Cudi. Nigga, if Kid Cudi worked at uh, Piggly Wiggly, wouldn't nobody care about his ass having no dress on? Wouldn't nobody give a shit about that shit? But he's famous. So it's scrutinized. And what's that Power of Lipsticks podcast said? So why don't you answer your phone? I don't answer my phone a lot of times just because, you know, um, sometimes I just don't feel like talking to motherfuckers on some real shit. Like, I'm real protective of my energy, you know, and, you know, my conversations that I have. And you just know, like, you know, certain motherfuckers, as far as, like, the people in your life, you know what they're going to be talking about a lot of times. So certain motherfuckers, like, I just tell them, you know, like, if you ever call my phone, if you got my phone number... You know, my my voicemail is always if it's important, leave a message or a text, you know, like I'm I'm kind of like a radio station with my phone. Like I like to screen my calls, you know, certain motherfuckers when they call, I answer other motherfuckers. I'm like, if it's important, text me or leave a message and I'll determine whether or not I want to talk. But I'm just not the type of motherfucker that likes for a nigga to call me and be like, oh, man, we ain't spoken in a while. I just want to fucking say what's up or I just want to fucking text you or I just want to talk to you or I just felt like shooting the shit about nothing. I don't like that shit. No offense to my friends or anybody who calls my phone. But me, that's that just ain't my shit. I don't like motherfuckers calling me for nothing. You know, like something that, you know, and I was telling my wife, like, you know, sorry to be cocky or extra fucking self-important, but I, I really feel like the things that I say are valuable and I don't like wasting that shit on dumbass conversations about nothing. So don't call my phone if all we're going to be doing is, man, so so what you what you what you got going on? What you been on? What you doing? I ain't doing shit. Oh man, how you been? I've been cool. What you been doing? I ain't been doing shit. I hate them kind of conversations. So a lot of times if I know that's what the fuck you going to do when you call my phone, I'm not going to answer. No offense, but you could have texted me if you ain't doing shit and you don't want shit. Nigga, you could have texted me. I just called to check on you. I'll text you back. Good looking out. I appreciate that. And we could leave it at that. But don't call my phone on stupid shit. That shit that shit fucks me up. Like that shit bogs down my fucking energy and I don't like that. So that's the reason I don't answer my fucking phone. Like I don't, I don't play that shit. 
Like nigga don't don't hit me with no bullshit Like it's only 24 hours in a day I'm a very busy man I work a lot I don't get as much time with my family as I want So when I do get that time nigga Like time to me is very precious And I hate when niggas waste it So I don't like motherfuckers fucking with me on my phone like that But um You know just to put a bow on everything You know when it comes to the things that you want You know, just like with the reason that there's prices on a fucking menu at restaurants, because they letting you know what it costs for what you want. This is how you should look at things in your life. When you want something, you should look at what it takes to get that shit that you want and what it takes to maintain that shit that you want. Like me personally, when it came to buying my Mercedes. You know, like I talked about with that whole analogy, a lot of motherfuckers know they don't want a Mercedes because a Mercedes is fucking number one, expensive to get. And number two, expensive to keep. It's hard to maintain. A lot of us just want some shit we can just get and keep by doing easy shit. Me, I love Mercedes and I'm willing to do what it takes to acquire one and I'm willing to do what it takes to maintain one. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. That's what it is when you're dealing with high value people. You know, when it comes to a high value man or a high value woman, yeah, it's going to take more for you to get a man of a certain stature. It's going to take a lot for you to fuck with a woman of a certain stature. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. You know, and that's the thing. You got to determine whether or not it's worth it for you to do what it takes to acquire that and what it takes For you to maintain that, you know, and that's honestly up to you on some real shit like that ain't up to me. If you want to get you a regular woman, because it ain't nothing wrong with that, you know, like that's the one thing that I hope I I didn't, you know, fuck up in this whole little message that I've been delivering. It ain't nothing wrong with fucking with a regular dude. It ain't nothing wrong with fucking with a nigga with a nine to five, you know, and that's something that I've, I've been noticing as far as like, you know, how how shit's been going and how, you know, people have been promoting certain behaviors and, you know, certain things in the, in the dating game. Like a lot of motherfuckers make it seem like it's some dusty shit to fuck with a nigga that can't buy you a motherfucking Lexus for your birthday or, you know, uh, rent out the fucking aquarium Because you like a certain fish Like you know I'm seeing motherfuckers like trying to judge Their relationship off what Michael B. Jordan doing With Lori Harvey Like nigga just fuck with a nigga That like you and willing to spend time with you Fuck all that stupid shit Don't worry about what a motherfucker got in their Fucking pocket because that's some superficial Shit that could be changed Don't judge your shit off other people's shit Because you don't know what the fuck They got going on I tell motherfuckers that shit all the time. Like when y'all be saying, oh, couple goals. Then you find out these niggas broke up a week later. You know, y'all was saying Quavo and Saweetie was fucking relationship goals. Now these niggas wrestling in the motherfucking elevator. Like it's all types of shit that you think look good. But again, you think you want shit, but you don't know what the fuck is going on with that shit that you saying you want. You know, like I fucking digressed from my point when it came to me with my Mercedes. But the thing that I was trying to get to when I brought that up was when I bought my Mercedes, 
Nigga, I was doing my Googles, my nigga. Like, when it comes to shit that I want, I like to do as much research as I can on that thing that I want to make sure I really want it. Like, when I'm getting ready to order some shit on Amazon, I go to the fucking reviews and I read like 20 of them bitches. I read the five-star reviews. I read the three-star reviews. And I for sure read them one-star reviews because I want to know what's good, what's the the mid-range shit, and what's the fucked-up shit. You know, like, people don't come with warning labels. But, you know, like, this is why, like, me, I'm just saying me. I ain't saying this is the right way. I'm saying this is my way. Like, I believe in living with a person before you marry them. Because I believe in test driving a car before you buy that motherfucker. Like, I want to know what the fuck I'm dealing with. Like, I don't want to marry a woman like, you know, biblically, you supposed to be a virgin before you get married and shit. You know, like, what if you've been fucking with a nigga for two years, you ain't get this nigga no pussy, y'all done proposed, been fiancés and got married, and you find out this nigga dick two inches. Now what? You didn't marry this nigga now in the eyes of God and all that shit. Now this nigga dig two inches. You didn't did all this shit and you didn't read the small print. Like it could go bad, my nigga. Like you should do as much research on the things that you say you want as possible. And that goes for everything. You know, like, I mean, like, nigga, fame. You say you want to be an actor or actress. Like, you should be talking to actors and actresses. Like, you should be talking to people who are in the light. You should be, if you want a particular job or you want to go into a particular field, like, this goes for, like, students and shit. You know, because this is what made me drop out of fucking DeVry the last time. Nigga, when I found out that the motherfuckers in the field that I was going to made less than I make driving trucks, I was out that bitch. You know, like, I thought I wanted that. But once I realized what that shit that I said I wanted was involved in, I had to jump the fuck up out that shit because I did my fucking research. You know, and this is my thing. This is, you know, my advice for motherfuckers. Like, do as much research as you can on anything you say you want, you know, so you could avoid fucking buyer's remorse. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room once again. If you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhouse media. Town E House Media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. Seriously, not another podcast Friday nights, 9 p.m. Whenever the fuck the super producer get to that shit, cause he do that shit when he fucking feel like it, my nigga. That's how we get down at Townhouse Media. We do shit when we feel like it. Um the Sports for You podcast, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific time live on YouTube and Facebook. You know, with Mark, John Watson, and Nick motherfucking Freeze. My favorite sports podcast. 
um, the No Rules Podcast, Wednesday evenings, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, live on Facebook and YouTube as well. Um, Sundays, the Cat vs. Dog Podcast with me and CJ. I ain't even sure when the fuck we gonna record that shit again. I'm not even gonna bullshit with you, but when we do, I'll let you motherfuckers know. You know, um, follow me on social media, Instagram at Unfodolamite, um, Twitter at Young Dolomite, Clubhouse at Young Dolomite, Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E, um, you know, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, you know, if y'all motherfuckers really wanna support me, homie, you know, just listen to this shit, my nigga, tell a friend to tell a friend and all that good old shit, you know, I'm on YouTube, Cash app a nigga cash tag Young Dolomite But um I think that's it I ain't here to help you get bitches I'm here to help you get better Too much game Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.